Hello and welcome to the Polter Podcast. This is Cyrus. I'm here with Kaunda. As usual, we do what we do. We are the dynamic duo, uh, the terrible two. What what other nickname could we have, Kaunda? Pinky and the Brain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, geez, if you're going to go for nicknames, then that could be a cool one. We're, How you we're, doing, we're man? taking over the basketball podcast world. So, Cyrus, it's uh, Pinky and the Brain. Pinky and the Brain. That's yeah. what we want to do. Yeah. I'm not even going to ask who's who. We'll just carry on without knowing. <laughs> uh, but thank you, everybody, for listening. The Post Up Podcast, as always, is available on most of your major uh, streaming platforms. We are available on supersport.com. So, if you're not listening there, you're probably listening on the other channels, too. Follow us on social media. We're on Twitter. Our handle is at Post Up Podcast. On Instagram, at Post Up Zone. On Facebook, at fa- oh, Facebook. Facebook at PostUpZone and PostUpZone.com for all things NBA from an African perspective. Facebook, huh? I, I know which team you've been watching. Yeah, a lot of Yanis, a lot of the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> it's really happening, Kaunda. Um, but let's give everybody a, a taste as to what we're, we're going to be talking about today. So, you know, they say uh, there's a documentary that's been, uh, that's been released recently about we've got to talk about uh, Bill Cosby. Uh, really good docu if you want to find out more about that stuff. But we've got to talk about the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, as one of the front runners to take it all, yeah, we definitely yeah, need to talk we gotta about talk that. We've got to talk about the Nets. So we'll be talking about the, the Brooklyn Nets. We'll be talking about um, the best performing African players this season and, and African players you need to be looking out for. Uh, these are players who are first or second generation African um, with a parent uh, who are from the continent um, or, you know, a grandparent from the continent. And they also, they, 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 you know, they, they see themselves as being part of the diaspora as well. Yep. Um, and there's some really interesting players with, with African heritage who are doing such incredible jobs in the NBA this season. Um, and then we'll talk also about the games to watch out for this weekend and take a bet on. Uh, that is in the post-up betting corner powered by Betcoza, our partners who we love so much. Absolutely. Counter. Um, okay, we are going to get into topic one. And topic one is a really interesting one because we say we got to talk about the Nets. What we really got to talk about is the Brooklyn Nets and their reliance on Kevin Durant. Now, some people say, I mean, we're going to frame it as, are the Nets over-reliant on KD uh, for, for getting victories? for And even in this, this sort of title charge that they're going down, um, is he the central piece? We obviously know that from a scoring perspective. But... They're currently on what is a six-game losing streak as we record this podcast. They are three of seven, uh, three wins, Mm -hmm. seven losses in their last ten games. Um, And, you know, when you look at it, I mean, StatsMuse says that this year alone, the the Nets are five. uh, They're a five-win, ten-loss team without Kevin Durant this season. Uh So if KD is not there... Winning is a really, really tough thing for them. But there's also a greater context to this too, right? Because there's a Kyrie Irving situation. There's mm-hmm. the James Harden workload and you know availability situation, which also becomes an issue now and again. It's also roster construction, stuff around that. Kaunda, what are your feelings about the Nets right now? Do you think that they're in a a bad place or they're in a sticky space? Um, or is it just like, well, you know, it's the middle of the season almost. We're heading into the All-Star break. Um they can just figure things out um, as, as they play, and, and Kevin Durant will come back and he'll be fine, and then we won't even talk about this again. Look, they, they, they've had, uh, Cyrus, if you ask me, they've had enough time. This is uh, half the season almost gone, and uh, they, 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 I, I know the, the, the big three, uh, mm-hmm. who, who is Kevin Durant, uh, James Harden, and Kyrie Irvin, haven't had that many games together because of obviously the, the COVID situation and the injury situation. You know, um, but uh, let, 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 let me look at the, 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 the Brooklyn Nets as a whole. First of mm-hmm. all, start of the season, 
when we figured that everybody's healthy, everybody's coming back, they were pipped to be um, potentially the team that would take it all. Yeah. They, 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 we thought the same last season, then injury reared its ugly head and things happened and uh, oversized shoes, you know, everything. The shoes, the shoes fitted <laughs> fine. The shoes Somebody fitted just fine. couldn't position the them properly. The guy who was wearing them. Yeah, just couldn't yeah. Uh, position himself properly. But anyway... Cyrus, this season, we, 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 we looked at them and it's like, okay, they're back. Now they're at full strength, but they have the Kyrie Irving situation. And then the Kyrie Irving situation has gotten better because obviously he can play in certain uh, arenas, and, uh, you, you know, and uh, that gives them a bit of uh, Kyrie usage. Now, the matter at hand, are, mm-hmm. are they over-reliant on Kevin Durant? I say rightfully so. Yeah. Because if you look at any team, mm-hmm. who is the leader of any squad? If you look at the Lakers, it's LeBron. You look, you look at the Warriors, it's Steph, right? And, yeah. and you go around the Bucks, it's Giannis. You look at uh, the Suns, it's yeah, probably the most important player. The right? most yeah. important player, and I think Kevin Durant has proven himself from the time he was at OKC to the time he went to to the Warriors. He he, he is that piece that comes and 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 makes that change, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, when you look at what happened when he went to the Brooklyn Nets. I think he's the de facto leader because first of all, Kyrie is not Kyrie in the presence of a player like uh, KD cannot be a leader. KD supersedes him, yeah. just like just like LeBron did when he was at uh, at the at the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. He was a leader in Boston, but that's because he was playing with a whole bunch of youngsters, right? Yeah. But now that he he went to to the Brooklyn Nets. He he become uh, he becomes uh, like the two I C to so, so, so to is Kevin he the Durant. two I C when you got a James Harden there because he almost is like a two point five yeah you see he becomes a two point five because of his COVID situation and then obviously uh, James Harden I think uh, if I look at it if you were to ask me if all things being equal he would be a two I C and, and and Harden would be so you number think three Harden is the third wheel because in, he arrived third yeah because he arrived third you don't yeah, you, I mean you look, don't just arrive and then say look I'm bumping you off second spot unless I, I believe LeBron James goes everywhere he goes and he's the number one guy I, I, can, so, I can't believe you're comparing Kyrie to LeBron but I'm not necessarily saying that what I'm saying is you said because somebody came later than the others they have to be the third string no because I'm looking at strength of course look Cyrus if KD came third to the to the Nets, he would still be number one. Kyrie Irving has never been an MVP. Yes, James Harden has been an MVP. So, but but still, so you're still saying MVP James Harden is the third string in a Durant Irving led Nets. Yes, and okay, I'll give you another example. Uh huh. At the uh, at the Lakers, yeah. MVP Russell Westbrook comes after Anthony Davis. I mean, who has never been an MVP? That uh, look, you see, I can't, I can't argue against you see, that. There, I can't argue LeBron, against that. There's, there's AD, then there's Russ. So, I can't so, argue against so that. So the MVP argument, Cyrus, you, you can bring it in, but I understand I, I, where you're coming from. I, I disagree I with you. I understand where you're coming from, but I've, I've got to disagree. But, okay, but I get you. I get you. Anyway, make your point. Come back to leadership. So, to me, if you look at leadership at the at the Nets, mm-hmm. the, the de facto leader has to be Kevin Durant, yeah. and 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 not only is he a leader, he's also the best scorer. I I, I think he's potentially the best all round player. At potentially, that squad. potentially, though, having said that, James Harden is currently second in the NBA in assists. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And, you know, you, you look at the stuff that these guys do and, and you're yeah. like, okay, fine. COVID Kyrie, as I'll be calling him. Um, <laughs> COVID Kyrie. He, CK. Yeah. You know, he, he heck of a player. And I, I, I've, I know I've had my issues around hitting him in the past in terms of like, oh, man, this guy. But hell of a player. Mm-hmm. But to your point about leadership, when he's on the floor, and I think you've seen this in the last couple of games because obviously the Nets have been on the road. Yes. Um, he's tried to grab the game by the scruff of its neck. Yep, gone out there, scored buckets, but not necessarily brought the team into it. Um, uh-huh. He's always just been like, a, I'm a Kyrie when I need to Kyrie. And that hasn't got them over the line. You see, Cyrus, uh, I agree with you because I think Kyrie and James Harden, I'm dragging him into this conversation, they are very ISO-oriented players. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they will win the game for you when, when they can. You understand what I mean? Yeah. Unlike maybe a KD... And and the LeBron and the Steph who will bring in the team so that it's a collective win. Sometimes the, the likes of Kyrie and James Harden in my head, they seem to be those kind of guys who are like, okay, the game's on the line. I'm gonna take this over and I'm gonna win it for for people. Instead of like, you know, I'm gonna bring everybody in. Sometimes they just want to take over the game themselves. Interesting thought because don't you believe Kevin Durant is as ISO heavy as any of the others? But, but but sometimes Kevin will, will bring in the other pieces. That what I've seen with like Kyrie specifically, mm-hmm. when he just catches a flame, he goes, and sometimes rightfully so because he helps win the game or yeah. he wins the game for the squad. But Kevin Durant for me uh, involves the rest of the team more than a James Harden and a Kyrie would. Which is interesting because James Harden is number two in assists, assist. which means that he is not just doing it by himself. He's out there trying to bring the team together. And but, that but, then but, goes. But but that's because you know why? Because mm-hmm. he's. Journeys to the charity stripe technique has actually been looked into, and uh, he he's not getting that those trips to the charity stripe as easy as he used to. So now you got to switch it up. I don't necessarily know if that's the case. Cyrus, I'm going to disagree if, with if, you. There. If he could easily his, get to the charity stripe like he used to in seasons past, he wouldn't be assisting as much as he, as he does. I'm I, telling you now. I don't agree with that. We I don't have time I, to look into previous statistics about his assist numbers, but believe you me. Look, I, I think the thing with, with, with Harden is that the free throw issues uh-huh. uh, in, and in terms of winning free throws have not actually... Be, the, the beginning of the season were really bad. Yeah, His free throw numbers are back to close to what they were before. Not obviously skyrocketing the way they were. Yeah. But the other thing about it is that he's still scoring points. He's averaging 22.5 points a game. But oh, he's no, averaging he, 10, 10 assists a game. Harden is a hooper. And, and this is the thing for me around why... Um, his, he's assisting more. I don't think it's got anything to do with his, his um, free throw numbers. I think it has to do with the fact that his role in that team mm-hmm. is to be the point guard. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he's the off-ball guard. Yeah. But what is Kyrie Irving? Because Kyrie's assist numbers aren't necessarily the same. But, but Kyrie is a scoring point guard, though. And, and that's, that's the thing, right? So yeah. he is out there trying to go out and, and get as many points as possible. Mm. But you look at somebody like James Harden, and he's trying to bring the rest of the team together and yeah. also try and score some points. And the other thing is that there's also carrying the load of when Kyrie's not there in mm. home games. Yeah. So this then goes to the issue around over-reliance. And that's the topic that we're really looking at here is, yes, you say that they are over-reliant on Kevin Durant. And the argument should be, yes, they Rightfully should be. so. Right. And I'm not even saying that they shouldn't be. Mm. I do think, though, that perhaps there seems to be somewhat of a a lack of a plan B. Uh But how do you plan B when you don't have Kevin Durant? 
I almost said, how do you plan B without KD? But I just try to stay clear of that. <laughs> because the thing about Kevin Durant is yeah. he gives you absolutely everything you need from mm-hmm. a scoring perspective. He's a pretty good, um, from a size perspective, defensively. He absolutely. goes out there, he does what he needs to do. And the other thing, I think, is that there's also, there might be a sense of him feeling like he owes these guys for bringing them to Brooklyn, that he has to be there. This is his team. Yeah. Um, there's a stat on StatsMuse. Um, that I can't believe, I don't believe it's true. I have to just d- <laughs> check this out. Because it says James Harden has played 10 games with Kevin Durant in his career. Uh, that it, it, cannot be true. Yeah, it can Stat be true. news. Because um, what about when they were at OKC? I, I'm just telling you what they've said. Um, wow. That's, that's nuts. If that's true, I, we're going to have to do some serious digging here. But... The thing about it, though, and, and this is where you look at the Nets and you start to, to really question a lot of stuff. They've really struggled to get their big three playing consistently. Yeah. They haven't really been in many games together. Yeah, Last season, it was the case because of injuries specifically. This season, COVID protocols, Kyrie Irving's um, insistence that he's not going to get vaccinated. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, also injury issues as well. You know, there's... The, I think I look at this this Nets team and I wonder as to they're still the, I think the, the presumptive favorite to win the NBA championship by uh, according to some bookmakers, but I just think that there's 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 more of this kind of drama coming towards the postseason and beyond because if they end up playing the Toronto Raptors and we've said this on the podcast before, yep. Kyrie Irving plays no games in that series. So they must make sure they don't uh, get paired up with them at all. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> look, 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 Cyrus, I, I, I understand where you're coming from, but I've also got this thing. Mm-hmm. When you get a player, there's no such thing that like over-reliance or whatever. He's part of the plan. And if he has to play 82 games, then he has to play 82 games. First of all, mm-hmm. from a con- contractual obligation, he's there to play. That's why he gets paid. Yeah. And as has the fans. We want to watch him. We don't want to see him being load managed sitting on the bench. But obviously, that's not what they're doing. He's got injuries, yeah. right? So, if they have to utilize Steph for every game, they should because that's what he's there for and he's mm-hmm. the leader. If they have to do the same for LeBron, it has to be Kawhi when he's fit, uh, uh, Kevin Durant when he's fit, James Harden and Kyrie. Pity Kyrie, they can't do that. But when you say over-reliance, I understand where you're coming from because it seems like when... Kevin Durant is not on the floor. They seem a bit lost. But I've always said this about the the the, the, the Nets, Cyrus. The Nets get a championship when Kyrie, uh, Kevin Durant plays with Kyrie or Kevin Durant plays with James Harden or he plays with both of them. I cannot see them winning a championship when it's just Kyrie and James Harden. Yeah. Even if Kyrie didn't have the COVID protocol situation. I don't see that squad without KD winning a championship. No, and, and I agree with you. And I think that's the key thing. And and I suppose the other thing here is that if you look at any of the other teams in the NBA and you say, right, let's take LeBron out. Do the Lakers as they're currently constructed? And we all know where this is going. <laughs> Do they look like they could win a chip with the team that they have? No. no. Right? You look at the Warriors. You take Steph out of that lineup. They don't look like they do anything. Nah. You then look at the Suns and you take Chris Paul out of that lineup because I think he's the most important part of that, that team. And you also then Devin Booker's a close second. Yeah, look, Devin Booker's really way up there. Yeah. But um, 
But CP3, I see what you mean. CP3 is CP3, and then right? Giannis at the Bucks. Right. Yep. So you take the best player out of any team, they're going to struggle and they're going to uh, really have a major issue around how they, what their prospects look like mm-hmm. going forward. So I get that and I agree. Perhaps, you know, to, to talk about a over reliance on KD might be a bit of a stretch, but when you look at the Nets now, this might be the makings of something really rough coming towards the end of the season where like James Harden in that uh, most recent loss yeah um, he really looked like he wasn't interested in playing then he scored four points he or scored something like four that. points one of the up. lowest that's his lowest uh, point tally as since, a professional since he was coming off the bench in OKC it's it's insane and he looked <laughs> he really looked as if he just didn't want to be there um, Cyrus and, I've heard a few stories around the campfire that he's no longer happy, but mm-hmm. I, these are yet to be confirmed in Brooklyn. That's why the rumors started going around like, you know, Mr. Maury might just offer him uh, a space there in Philadelphia. And uh, yeah, nothing's been confirmed, but I was hearing mutterings around the campfire when I was yeah, sitting around the campfire. Yeah. But maybe these are signs, Cyrus. Maybe that, these that are signs. That campfire must be real warm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, 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 we're always down. there. We're always there. No, but I mean, and, and the other thing is, there's a lot that he's had to deal with. Um, you know, he signed up for a team that had Kyrie Irving and, J- and and Kevin Durant. Yep. And now it's just him and KD doing a heck of a lot of work and Kyrie gets to do like half days. Yep. You know, and so you can imagine, I mean, as, as anybody who's had to, to work in a team, when you look across the desk from you and you're like, really? Dude, you're just not going to do the things that you have to do in order to come and do your job the way I'm doing my job. It must have an effect, right? Definitely. I mean, he, he's like that Stevie Wonder song, you know, part-time lover, but he's a part-time <laughs> player. <laughs> like, yes, you know, yes, he he, is. he didn't sign up to be playing with part-time players. No, he, he, he did he, not. He wanted everybody to go all in. Well, and, and I think, especially Cyrus, if you're the one directly impacted, if the load from the guy who's not playing all the time gets put on your shoulders, mm-hmm. or most of it, you will be kind of disgruntled. Yeah, I mean, there's no question. And and in that loss to the Kings, uh, Harden had four points, but he had 12 assists. Kyrie Irving scored 14 points, the same amount as Patty Mills, um, and had one assist. Uh, whereas, you know, you look at the workload and you're just like, this was a team that just didn't look as if they were they were up for the game. They don't know what's happening. And uh, there's, there's stuff that Brooklyn need to fix because even just the roster construction, adding Patty Mills was great. Yep. But everybody else seems to have fallen off. And we haven't seen Joe Harris because of injury. And that's yeah. been a really missing piece for them. And, and if he comes back anywhere close to what he was before, then we're talking about a different story here. But we're going to have to leave the Nets in, in the past here and just say, we'll come back to you. You need to sort some stuff out. KD is really the be all and end all of that team. And he is because he's just that guy. Yep. Counter, let's talk about African players. All right, where do we start off? Let's I start say, at the top of the mountain. I said, let's go to Cameroon real quick. We got to, right? <laughs> we got to. We got to talk about Joel Embiid. Um, yeah. He's been sensational. This could be his MVP season. Cyrus, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, you, you know, uh, Joel Embiid is one of our favorite African players. I mean, he has been mm. for a long time and... We saw him here in Africa, basketball without borders. Yeah, and, and he was just that young, young cat, and and all of a sudden he went to the United States and he became the superstar that he is today. And, mm. and Cyrus, he is balling out of control this season. I, he I really think is. 
he just made his mind up and said, look, if my other African brother can get back-to-back MVPs, I can at least get one. Well, I mean, he's got to stay fit. But yeah, you're definitely right. Yeah. And and he's been so tough to stop. A lot of teams don't have an answer for his size. They don't have, they don't have an answer for his skill set. So he, he's so good at what he does as a big that yep. he makes other bigs look bad. Yep. And and I think that's a critical thing here for, for the 76ers. So when you look at Joel Embiid doing what he's doing right now, you're like, okay, what is it that you can't do, Joel? Because he's dropping threes. He's hitting fadeaways. He's, he's, he's basically dancing around people. And he's having fun while he's doing it, right? Yep. I mean, he's averaging, uh, as we record this, uh, almost 30 points a game. He's like 29.1 points a game, 10.8 yep. rebounds a game, and 4.4 assists a game, uh, which is actually the same amount of assists as Kyrie Irving. But, you know, <laughs> Ky- Kyrie... You are a hater. <laughs> Cyrus, uh, Joel Embiid, uh, that walking double-double of a man. Mm. I, I think one thing, just to take it back to, to his childhood, Cyrus, when, when I watch him play, I can tell that this guy used to play soccer. Mm. I think that 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 brilliant footwork, yeah, plays a it, big role in, help, in, in, in how he can put guys to sleep and, and just blow past them even at, with that size. Yeah, I mean, look at his stats. Joel Embiid's stats over the last ten games: thirty-four point eight points, eleven point nine rebounds, and four point seven assists in the last ten games. It's he's it's just nuts. been cooking. He's been cooking, and if he can. St- just stay healthy. We are holding thumbs, praying to everybody that Joel Embiid stays healthy. And I think the thing for us as as Africans who love watching the NBA and watching Africans in the NBA, yep, he is representative of the heart, the desire, the 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 will to win that exists in this continent. And he just is the the proof that the process that what they're called in <laughs> Philly, right, yeah, can actually also ha- um, happen if you just take a bet on Africa, like Masai Ujiri did with Pascal Siakam, who we'll talk about just now. Yep. Um, but I think that Embiid right now is really at the top of the tree potentially um, in terms of you know p- top performing Africans. But right behind him, Giannis Antetokounmpo, two-time MVP, like you said, um, you know, a champion now. Um, Cyrus, your best friend from the NBA Africa game 2015. Yeah, you know, watching him as a, as a young man, um, he, that guy doesn't know how to play anything that is called charity or um, exhibition. He's no. just like, I'm here to win. I don't care. I'm going to show you what I can do. And Giannis just, his motor is incredible. But he's also gotten so clever and so good at 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 perfecting different things. He's got a great fadeaway jumper now. Yep. Um, his free throws are not as bad as they were in the past. No. So you're not going to just he, be he, hacking a Giannis. You, you, you can do your 10-second 10, 10 countdown, whatever you want to do. Yeah. He's still going to make those. Look, look Cyrus, I, actually, interesting enough, I didn't realize that both um, Giannis and uh, uh, Joel are 27 years old, mm. which means, wow, they've had some serious experience in the league right now. But if you look at uh, Yanis's numbers as we record, also high up there in the high 20s, 28.9 points, 11.3 rebounds, mm. another walking double-double, Cyrus. Yeah. And, you, you know, Yanis is, is just incredible. And, and I know I, I've now picked up my Yanis trumpet. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm that's gonna a good play trumpet. But... Cyrus, most improved player. Yeah. All-star MVP. Mm-hmm. Regular season MVP. All-star game captain. All-star game captain. Regular season MVP again. Mm-hmm. Cyrus, champion 
and, and, Finals and, and, MVP. Oh man, you're even <laughs> leaving one out. Which what first about player in NBA history to be in the top twenty across all five major statistical categories? He did that a couple of years ago. Stop it. He's he's just he's incredible. <laughs> and, and, you know the Nigerian Targaryen, right? Yes. You know, I mean, that nickname's gonna uh, gonna really catch on. Yeah, it's when the new Game on. of Thrones series comes out and they talk about the Targaryens, they're gonna be talking about the Targaryen named Yanis. Um, but he he really is just sensational. And the the biggest issue now is the Bucks just haven't been able to get as consistent as they were last season. Yeah. They don't necessarily need to be the number one seed, but they cannot be playing as badly as they have been. But we talked about over the last ten games with Embiid, mm-hmm. Giannis over the last ten games is averaging thirty point two points, eleven rebounds, and six assists. I mean, he is sensational. And you know what I like is the evolution of Yanis's game, Cyrus. Mm. Remember, it was a couple of years ago. Um, uh, I think it was the season before uh, they won the championship. And, yeah. and it seemed teams like the, the Toronto Raptors. I, no, I think it was a couple of seasons before because Dwayne Casey was still there. Uh, just before Nick Ness took over. Mm. And uh, it looked as if... Or you have the the, the Hakeyanis. One of the Hakeyanis yeah. moves was to build a wall yeah. around the you know on the way in, in the lane on the way to the hoop, and mm-hmm. then you could stop Yanis. Then it was like, oh, I can also shoot fadeaways from time to time. I even shoot a three on you, yeah, from range. So just watching the evolution of Yanis was, I mean, I can be guilty of one time being worried that he was a one trick pony. Mm. Go, you know, goes to, to 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 the hoop with a euro step or does the spin move yeah. and lays it in or dunks it in and then all of a sudden he was like, "Nah, nah, nah. There's more to me than that." And I mm. love the way he's worked on his free throws. I love the way he's worked on his three-point shot, his mid-range. I mean, he's just mm. he's a total package right now. I mean, this is a guy who's won two MVPs doing the, playing the game one way. Yep. And he's like let me just switch it up on him and show them what I can do. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, do you think it's impossible for Giannis to then go on an absolute tear from a scoring perspective in the second half of the season post-All-Star uh, and win another MVP? Cyrus, in the words of Kevin Garnett, mm-hmm. anything is possible. Anything's possible. <laughs> I mean, and this guy, can he could really do it. He could yeah. really do it. Look, Cyrus... He showed us that he can be an MVP. Wait, he can also be a back-to-back MVP. Yeah. So, so, you know, Yanis Cyrus, I think he hasn't seen his ceiling yet. No. Uh, in fact, I don't think he knows where the ceiling is. Yeah. And that's the kind of player he is. He really wants to, he wants to do as much as possible in order to make sure his team wins. Speaking of 27-year-olds, let's talk about another 27-year-old. Also from Cameroon. Are we starting the 27 club here? It's unreal All how right. many of these 27 year olds are doing We're not things. starting the 27 club. Not, not that one. Sheesh. <laughs> Counter. We're touching all wood. But, you know, you got to talk about Pascal Siakam. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is a guy who's also been a champion. He's an all-star. Um, also, He's improved. also been to uh, Basketball Without Borders. Yeah. And, and was he not in an NBA Africa game? Yes, he's also played in the NBA. So, Africa game. you know, that's why we love Pascal Siakam. Um, and a humble guy. Man, he, and he just loves to, he loves to hoop. This season, he's averaging 20 points a game, 8.5 rebounds and 5.1 assists. Um, he's only played 36 games, but jeesh, those numbers are helping the Raptors get better because th- the Raps were all over the place. They were all over the place, Calendar. Cyrus, do, do, you know, I, I love Pascal and I know his game has uh, tapered up a little bit. Uh, this season, uh, maybe even last season, he wasn't. He's the, picked it up a lot since he's last pick, season. He, he's picked it up a bit. I, I would like to see Yan, uh, Yan, uh, yeah, maybe even Yanis as well. But Pascal Siakam maybe 
in the offseason working on working out with Hakeem Olajuwon. I think if you if you add that Hakeem Olajuwon skill set to Pascal Siakam, he'll become a big problem. Look, I, I'm not going to deny that I think that he could definitely do more because you were talking about the evolution of, of Giannis's game. And I yep. think that Siakam's game definitely needs to evolve, evolve as well. Yep. Um, though he has the ability to shoot the ball. Yes. Uh, he's not been doing it at the level that he was doing it at um, when they won the championship. But I think the other thing about Siakam is that we've started to realize that perhaps he's potentially one of the better second choice players in a team. We talked about second and third when we were talking about Giannis and Giannis, James Harden and, and Kyrie Irving. Yep. And if the the Raptors could find another number one, like a Ka- Kawhi Leonard, mm-hmm. Pascal could be the, the perfect foil for that person. Yeah. Uh, but I think that as a team, the Raptors are starting to find more of their identity. I mean, we're seeing it with Gary Trent Jr., who's went on a run of 30-point scoring games. And um, Pascal has just been so consistent, doing so much for the team um, on, on the offensive side of, the, of, of the, the ball. And also, he's a really good defender. Now... Look, I, and I don't, I don't want to be that guy that compares Cyrus, but how far beyond behind Yanis and, and Embiid would you say Pascal is? I mean, are we? To, I, I don't even know how to measure that, right? <laughs> because I, I, I mean, when you I when think, you when all round performance, obviously different positions. Like, yeah. Okay, let's rather compare him to Yanis then, because they play similar positions, right? Relatively, Relatively because Yanis is the one and power the, forward slash center. He's more a small forward slash potentially power forward. Well, Yanis can also play small forward. Although he's not that small, yeah, so but, but he, go across the forwards. Yeah, right? he, he can play across all, all, all three positions at the forward, and Pascal, I think, can play three and four. He, he definitely can. Um, I, I think Pascal is he's light years behind Giannis. Uh, just into, but I think it's also got to do with Giannis's body shape and his skill set. There's uh-huh. certain things that he he will never be able to do because he's just not that length. He's just not Giannis in that way. Yeah. But I think the other thing about Pascal is that he's got the ability to do certain things that Giannis can't do um, naturally. Uh-huh. Giannis has to work at his, his at his jump shot more in order to get it better. Whereas Pascal had a jump shot that was better than Yanis's was initially. Yeah. I think they might be on par from a jumper perspective. But then when you look at the free throws, mm-hmm. Pascal was way better than Yanis from a three, uh, free, free throw, throw perspective. Yeah, yeah. So he's got, he's got more of the touch. Um, but Yanis has just gotten better and better and better that there's so many things he does that I just don't see Pascal ever being at that level. Yeah. And, and that's also okay because he doesn't have to be. I think if he can get back to an all-star level like he has been in the past, then, mm-hmm. you know, um, what made him an, uh, an all-star, what made him most improved player, then you'll see us talking about Pascal Siakam more. And maybe he has to, to leave the Raptors in order for everybody else to see it. Woo! I hope um, Masai is not listening. Well, look, I mean, it could be Masai who says, well, Siakam could be worth something for us. Remember, this yeah. is a guy who traded DeMar DeRozan. So, you know, he's not, he's not uh, scared to pull the trigger on deals. <laughs> indeed, indeed. But, yeah, so we've spoken about Giannis. We've spoken about Joel Embiid. We've spoken about Pascal Siakam. I want to throw a couple other names into the mix here. And okay. these guys will potentially be at a tier a bit lower, but they're definitely African players that we're looking out for. Mm-hmm. Um, Desmond Bain. So everyone's like, Desmond Bain? Come on, man. He's from Tennessee. Well, Desmond Bain's dad is Nigerian. Wow. 
So and is he Desmond Bennett? No, no, that's his mom's maiden name. <laughs> uh, you, you know, I mean, you'd Just expect, checking. right? Just you'd checking. expect. You'd be like, okay, so is he Gabe Vincent or Gabe Vincent? You know, I mean, <laughs> it depends as to what you're saying. But Desmond Bain is a really, really great player. And um, he's just one of those guys who's become so integral into what the, the Grizzlies have been doing yep. um, that you, you can't imagine him not being part of that team. Even when, you know, Dylan Brooks is sort of fully integrated back into the lineup, yeah. how do you take out Desmond Bain? You know, how do you say, okay, fine, Desmond, you've done a great job for us, um, but your shift is over. Now, look, he, he, he can be coming in for, for, for Dylan Brooks, maybe taking away some of those minutes and lightening the load. I mean, I, I think he's, he's, he's been a great player, Cyrus. The presence yeah. that young man has on that floor, you just, I mean, he, he is present. You can't have, when he's fit and on the floor, you can't have a, a Memphis game without hearing that name. Yeah, and, and he's so good defensively, right? Yes. I mean, like, such a great foil uh, across from Ja Morant. Yep. Because Morant, he's not a defender. He does put in the effort, but he is more a scorer and an offensive threat. Yeah. And, and that's what you need from him at the Grizzlies. So when you've got the other guys around him, like a Dylan Brooks and a Desmond Bain, they give you the defense with some offense thrown in. And, and Bain is averaging 18 points a game, 4.4 rebounds and 2.4 assists. So, you know, he's doing a heck of a lot of stuff. And that's what we love about him. And that's why we're picking him as one of the, the, the African players to watch. Because his game is so well suited to getting the most out of a team. And, uh, and that's what they do. I was about to say, he personifies what the Memphis Grizzlies are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, he they, definitely does. That hardworking team where you gotta, you got to put in at every, you know, offensively, defensively. So he is basically a Memphis Grizzly in the flesh, right? Yeah, he, he is. He is. We're like, <laughs> who's this guy? And, and you know what's interesting is that you look at like um, Dylan Brooks who's played 21 games this season. He's averaging 18.4 points, uh-huh. similar to, to Desmond Bain, 3.4 rebounds and 2.7 assists. So you're not losing any production if you play either one of them next to Ja Morant. No. Um, and when Morant wasn't around, the Grizzlies were doing well because Bain could step up. Yep. Um, and, and you see that he's got that visit- versatility to be able to say, okay, you know what? I can grab this game by the scrub of his neck and go for it. So we like Desmond Bain. Another player to, to, to mention here is uh, DeAndre Ayton. Uh, people forget that you know, he's got Ayton. Nigerian links. His mom is Nigerian. Um, and DeAndre Ayton is also one of those where you, he's, not, he's not out there being Joel Embiid, right? No. He's doing what the team needs him to do. Um, he's averaging 16.6 points per game, 10.4 rebounds a game, and 1.5 assists. I mean, that, we're not really looking at the assists numbers so much for, for Aiton, but you're looking at what he does when, when the Suns need him. And those rebounds um, are critical because if you don't get the ball, you're not going to win games. Yep. Cyrus, look, uh, we've, we've had our eyes on uh, DeAndre Aiton like we were some scouts since he came into the league. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I, I think he's impressive. Although, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk about this, uh, and, and I'm going to keep beating this drum. Do current players work out with legends still? They do. They because do. I, I would, I would love to see it. Uh, and now I'm, I'm putting uh, workout matchups here. Uh huh. I'm, I'm matching them up. I think if a DeAndre Ayton was to go and spend time with Dirk Nowitzki, hmm, that's an interesting, interesting workout, buddy. Because uh, uh, I would have said uh, Kevin Garnett. Uh, and I think they see, have I, worked out together. The, the, why I'm looking at because KG's a four, he's mm. like uh, one of the best fours we've ever had. Why I'm looking at uh, Nowitzki is, is because he's a five, much like DeAndre Ayton. But yeah. he's a, that, that that fadeaway one foot 
uh, mid-range jumper. G- give that to Aiton. And you have it's problems. Game over. You will have big problems. No, definitely, and and I think that's the one thing that Aiton doesn't necessarily have in his game. He's a finisher around the hoop, right? Absolutely. And and I mean, one of the guys that we'll mention and we've got to mention him is is Clint, Clint Capella. Yeah. You know, being able to 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 finish alley oops or grab rebounds, get blocks, um, steal the ball on occasion, protect that rim. That, that's the key thing. And Clint and Capella is like a rim uh, security guard sometimes. He really is. You know, or you know, like a bouncer. Maybe. Uh, your stamp. Yeah, maybe he should just play in a uniform. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, uh, that would be a a sight to see. Um, But I think Aiton is one of those who we have to keep watching this season. He's so integral and he'll be with his team as they go deep into the postseason. Bam Adebayo is another one, a Nigerian-American. Um, Glad to see Bam Bam back, Cyrus. Yeah, I, really, I, I, really I hate it when a key player, African or otherwise, is just hurt and, you know, injured. And you're like, oh man, I, I wish... Bam was back in the squad. And, you know, Bam Bam comes back like he never left. I, I, I yep. love players like that. And and what's great about Bam is that he's always been an effort guy, right? Yep. Like whenever he goes on the, floor, on the floor, he gives it 100%. And he gives you what you need on both ends. You know, he's great at finishing around the rim, um, doesn't have a shot to speak of, but can, uh, you know, hit a couple of, you know, sort of closer mid-ranges. Yep. Uh, but he's really out there to get the, the boards. He's averaging 18.1 points a game and 10 rebounds a game in the 27 games he's played this season. Hmm. Um, and th- that's really important to what um, the Heat do. Without him, this Heat team struggle. And they get, they've been getting wins. But not at the level that they, you know, the comfort has been gone. He's like, okay, um, let's see who else can fill in and, and do what we need them to do. And Bam is like, don't worry, I'm coming back and I'm going to do my job. you, you got to love Bam. I, I always wonder, why doesn't he use the, word, the name Idris, though? Well, I don't know if it's him is it that the, doesn't use it. Oh. Or, but, you know, if you've been called something your entire life, you know. Uh, like Penny Hardaway. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's his <laughs> name now. So you're like, okay, fine. And then if you start calling him Idris Adebayo, people will be like, who is that? Is it Idris Elba? Is, is Idris Elba <laughs> in the NBA? No, I just, I, I like the name Idris. Yeah. So, but but anyway, Bam Bam. Big shout out to Bam Bam. You know, he, I think if, if I, I, I may take us a few years back, Cyrus, a few seasons back, the bubble, mm-hmm. Bam Adebayo, before he got injured, Incredible. he was so key Incredible. to that heat run and why they wound up in the finals yeah and yeah yeah cyrus is great to see a young player 24 years old Jeez, only dude, cyrus that's unreal you know what's that mm-hmm. bam at the barrel could be my son <laughs> <laughs> gray beard calendar showing it again he um, could be my son yeah he could he is not. he's young enough that's clearly jamorant um <laughs> of course so let's f- round off this this african players to, to watch um and and key african players um one player who nobody's talking about and and is a young guy and i, I want to talk a, a, a lot about a couple of young guys okay fine we, we mentioned clint capella and you got to watch him in the hawks i think that's important yeah and and he will have a better season as they progress but i want to talk about ayo dusunmu from um the the chicago bulls mm-hmm. he is a rookie doing some incredible things right now um when you look at his shooting he's just He's just so dead-eye when the Bulls need him. Yep. And he, this is a guy who, he's only played 46 games in his career. Um, his average is low in terms of 7.7 points a game, but you're not expecting rookies to be out there lighting it up, especially on good teams. Yep. But Dasunmu has done both. He's needed to be good defensively. He's done that. He's needed to hit three-pointers when the team needs him. He's done that. And I think that he's somebody we've got to look out for. 
Look, that that agility and skill set on this young man, Cyrus, is going to make him go far. Yeah. And, and, and I think one day he will develop into a solid starter, and, and mm. I think these numbers will, imp- will improve. No, I mean, we've we got to remember, like, what? He's a rookie. So the fact that he, he's chasing 10 points, 10 points for him per game is, is just around the corner. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I think the, the ceiling is high with this one. No, I agree the the force you. is strong with this young man. The force, um, yeah, everything. He's he's got what what um, this team needs, and I think that when you look at his future, it looks bright. Mm-hmm. Same with um, uh, Isaac Okoro at the the Cleveland Cavaliers, or another Nigerian American. Yep. Um, great skill set, does a lot defensively, working on his offensive game, and he's looking good. Onyeka Okongu, um, who's at the Atlanta Hawks. He's been sensational the last few games. Just all over that Lakers win. I was about to say he was dunking all over the Lakers. It didn't matter who which Laker you were, you were gonna get dunked on. I think yep. he, he must have had like five or six posters that night. It was crazy. You could fill a room with his posters because, that day. And and Trey Young and them were seeing him. And that that yeah. was what made that game so beautiful. They were just seeing him. Like, Here you go. It's crazy because he's now like he's thirteenth in the league in blocks per game. Um, so he's also out there swatting shots, and that's something that you really want to see because he's got hops and his mm. his length, Cyrus, and that yeah. frame. He 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 can get up there, and 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 it's fantastic when you're playing with a team like the Hawks, where your point guard is re- relatively short yeah. for, for the league. It's not relative. Well, you know, <laughs> Kemba Walker. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah there are a yeah. couple of mates for 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 Trey Young. He's yeah. not alone, uh, but. When you've got a big man like that that you can, you, you know, you can lob, lob the ball, the ball to, to yeah. you, you try and see where Chris Paul went wrong and maybe you can go right. Well, you know, that's, hint, hint. that's it. <laughs> lob City. Let's see what's up. Um, but yeah, I, I think that those are the sort of players that we wanted to mention. Um, big shout out to all of these players. And there's a lot yep. of other players with African links and heritage that we'll be highlighting as the season goes on. But those are the guys we wanted to talk about this week. Let's get into our post-up. Uh, post-up betting corner powered by Betcoza. Um, there are five games we've got to look out for this week. Um, we always have a lot of fun in this because it's like, you know, so tell us who you think is going to win. And we want to hear from you who you think um, is going to win some of these games that we mentioned. And go out and, and, and take a, a bet or two on Betcoza. Um, that's bet.co.za. Kaunda, I want to tell you something before we get into the games and we'll run through these quickly. I'm smiling. Go ahead. Tell me. Um, last week... <laughs> I'm just, uh, you know, I recap our, our, uh, how our, our, our predictions go. As you should. And um, there were five games, right? Yep. And uh, how many games do you think you guessed right? All of them. So that's what you think. <laughs> yes. But the reality is <laughs> you got one out of five. You shot Russell Westbrook <laughs> in this thing. Um, wow, man. Um, do you want to know how many I got? Uh, probably two. Uh, no. What'd you get? Four. Four out of five. <laughs> I, I, I think I you're an in. Let me tell you, you this. In. Yeah, you know, it's intuition. That's because I, I got 20% and you got 75%. The biggest issue here is that you backed the Lakers. That's really what cost you. Um, if you didn't just blindly back them in games, uh, you probably would have done better. I, I'm a Laker for life. Oh, there you go. Uh, all the way to the toilet. Right. <laughs> so let's get into our, our games this week. And uh, Saturday morning, 4 a.m., we've got the Nets taking on the Jazz. Um, in Utah, the Jazz have been missing Rudy Gobert. They've been missing Donovan Mitchell. And Mitchell's actually, I, I, I heard somewhere that he's going to go and get a, a consult on his, uh, um, his concussion. Injury. 
mm-hmm. uh, just to, to make sure that he's okay and, and see what's up. Um, but he should be back. But Nets versus Jazz, the Nets are still struggling. No KD. Who do you think is going to win that one? Uh, can Kyrie play in Utah? Um, I believe so. Then I'm going with the Nets on this one. So Nets for you, huh? Yep. Even though the Nets lost to the Kings, uh, you're saying Nets will bounce back and they're going to beat the Jazz. Cyrus, discussions happen in those locker rooms. I think there's a big discussion that took place and uh, I think... Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll fix things. They'll right? fix things, yeah. Okay, fix things. I'm going Jazz on that one. I think that... Uh, they they will welcome back the likes of Jordan Clarkson because that that game for um, for the Jazz um, was really good. They, they looked really solid. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think though, yeah, I'm going Jazz in that one. Um, I'm, <laughs> no need to explain. I'm going Jazz. That's it. Uh, the next one at five in the morning on Saturday morning is the 76ers playing the Mavericks. Remember these times are Central African time. Um, so five in the morning, Central African time. Um, sixes versus Mavs. Uh, Cyrus, I, I think I, I got to go with sixes on this. I, I bet mm-hmm. on the process. I trust the process. Jalen Bede is going to show up. Uh, it was actually incredible to see him getting blocked by Kyle Kuzma <laughs> the night before we recorded yeah. this podcast. I was like, Lord have mercy. Yeah. Kyle Kuzma. Some things happen. To win the game. Yeah. You block the process to win the game. But I think uh, the Sixers will fancy themselves coming back here and... The Mavs haven't really been the super Mavs like they've been in the past, so I think I give they, it to they the They are getting better. They are no, getting definitely, better. definitely. Uh, I, I'm not sure if Chris Tapps plays this game, but I, I'm also going 76ers in this one. I, I like the look of them. Um, and yeah, we'll see what happens. But yeah, 76ers. So Sunday morning, 2 a.m., not a soul was stirring, <laughs> except for the Miami Heat and the Charlotte and the Hornets. Charlotte Hornets. Uh, they're playing each other. Uh, Heat are playing in Charlotte. Who do you think is going to take that one? I think that's a, a, a real doozy of a game there. Yes, yeah, Cyrus, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of standing on the fence with this one. Mm-hmm. But just because, uh, and I know I'm wearing a Heat t-shirt, but my boy Lamelo Ball. So you're I, going I, Hornets. I, I got to go Hornets, plus they're playing in Charlotte. So, yeah, yeah. probably MJ is going to be there too. Yeah, but you know what happened last time? MJ walked out in disgust. They did win the game. I, I think it, it's that outfit he was wearing. <laughs> but we'll talk about <laughs> MJ's dress sense on another podcast. Yeah, we really should. My main, main man has yeah. got crazy nice apparel, but he'd be dressing like, what? Yeah, I, it's one of those things. MJ, um, probably the goat on the court. Off it fashion wise, maybe not. I'm going Heat in that game. I think the Heat will um, will be pretty good when they play Charlotte. I, I believe that uh, Kyle Lowry's back with the team, um, and so that gives them a, a little bit of an extra helping hand. And um, I think with with Lowry there, they might have too much firepower for the Hornets. But this Hornets team can get really hot. Yep, and uh, they can do some stuff. But I'm going Heat in that one. Sunday night. There are two games on at the same time. One of them is on ESPN, NBA Sundays. That's the Nets again, but this time they're taking on the Denver Nuggets. That's at 10.30 p.m. Central African time. Nets, Nuggets, come on. I fancy the Nuggets here, Cyrus. Yeah. For some reason, I'm just looking at both squads and I'm saying, yeah. One of them has Jokic if he plays. He did sit out the last game. And one of them does not. Yeah. One of them has Jokic and the other one doesn't have KD. I do think, though, that the Nuggets are going to struggle to to guard the likes of Harden and, and Kyrie. So it's not a slam dunk here. Um, but no, you're, you're saying but, but I'm still going Nuggets, still going Nuggets. You know what? I can't shake this feeling 
Um, I'm going Nets. I'm going Nets in this one. I don't know why I'm doing it, but I'm going Nets to win that game. I think Kyrie might go out and just do something insane. So and can we say, you got a feeling? I've got a feeling that that night's going to be a good night for the Nets. Okay. Um, then the final game, another 76ers game, but they're taking the Chicago Bulls. This is probably the game of the weekend. Cyrus, can I go 50-50 on this one? Uh, no, we're not, not going 50-50. No. So I have to make a choice. You've got to make a choice. You know there are no draws in basketball. Um, or as they say, ties in the States because draws mean something else. Yep. Um, I'm going Bulls. Bulls for you. huh? It is in Chicago. Bulls is not a bad call. Vooch is going to be on his tip. Um you know, the, the guys are going to come together. It, it, is um, Zach Levine healthy? Will Zach he be healthy? has been playing. Has been playing, um, okay. Yeah, it's it's Lonzo who's who's, oh, who's potentially out for... It potential could, out. could even be the season because it's a knee knee complaint. Uh, knee, knee complaint, yeah. Um, so you say Bulls. Yeah, I still got Crazy Bulls. Crazy that you're one. going Vooch, and I'm like, Vooch against Embiid. If ever there's been a meal, it might be it that might one. be the Vooch meal. Um, but I think I'm also going Bulls in that one. I think Demar Derozan um, and and the rest of the guys could they could do it. I think that they'll have enough. They're the home team here, so I'm I'm packing I'm backing the home team. I think I'm going right. go Bulls in that one too. All right, so those are our games to watch this weekend um, in, in the post up betting corner, powered by our partners Betcoza. Um, but before we go anywhere further, we just want to give you this disclaimer. No persons under the age of 18 years are permitted to gamble. Winners know when to stop. There's a national responsible gambling program. You can get in touch with them on 0800-006-008 or WhatsApp help on 076-675-0710. Those numbers you can use in South Africa. Um, Counter, we've come to the end of the uh, the podcast. Yep. I'm waiting for it. Um, you know, I always ask you a question. Yep. This week... I'm going to leave you be. Ah, oh, okay. Because if the hammering that be. you got in those games last week, <laughs> I got to give you some mercy, Kanda. <laughs> I got to give you some mercy. Um, but it's been sensational. Thank you so much, man. Uh, you know we love doing this. Absolutely, Cyrus. Yeah, we do it for the love of the game and uh, for the love of our listeners. That is it indeed. Now, all of you listening, please make sure you interact with us on social media, at Post Up Podcast on Twitter, at Post Up Zone on Instagram, at Post Up Zone on Facebook, and go to postupzone.com for all things NBA from an African perspective. Thank you so much for listening. It's been incredible from me, Cyrus. And from me, Kawanda. It is goodbye, and we will see you again next week. <laughs>